This is Colin Zenshu, the podcast, episode 409 for the week of August 7th, 2016. What is up? Welcome back to Kon Zenshu, the podcast and extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Kon Zenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. What's up? It's Mike Vegito EX here at you for episode 409 of our podcast. Going to be a relatively short one by our standards. This week on the show, Jake... Herms is joining me to talk first impressions on Dragon Ball Fusions, the new Nintendo 3DS game out in Japan, developed by Gambarion for Bandai Namco, out this last week. So Jake and I are going to check in, we're going to give you an overview of the game, how it works, and how we're feeling about it, kind of like the first weekend into it. I'm recording the rest of this episode a couple days after Jake and I recorded that, and I've learned so much more about the game just these last two days or so. Uh, So what we'll do is we'll give you our first impressions here, then like a week or so we'll come back we'll join you again for our final thoughts kind of like a proper review on dragon ball fusions that's what's on deck this episode uh, before we get into the topic i do want to hit up a couple brief little news tidbits that's going to be your episode for you so let's jump into it right now Dragon Ball Super is in a a little bit of a holding pattern right now. We had a week off previously, then we just got a new episode, and then we're going to be off for another two weeks uh, this coming month here. So in terms of updates about the show, there's some leaked episode titles. We're not going to jump into that kind of stuff just yet. In terms of concrete, what has happened, what has been announced for absolute sure. Well, we got a new voice actor. I guess that's about it. We already knew that Zamasu was going to be played by Shinichiro Miki. Zamasu has shown up, and we've add a little bit with him here and uh, one other character we were going to get was Goasu who was uh, a Kaioshin there in Universe 10 played by Tetsuo Goto. Goto had uh, actually played a secretary in a previous episode 15 of Super so like a returning voice actor sort of kind of but otherwise new to the franchise. Then for those wondering there Zamasu and Goasu are these are words that mean to be like the state of being in Japanese so that seems to be the name pun series for these Universe 10 10 Kaioshin characters. And of course, the question that comes around again is, what about Universe 7? What about our characters? The Kaioshin that we see in the series is just called Kaioshin. East Kaioshin, West Kaioshin, North Kaioshin, South Kaioshin. Do they have names? Well, we don't actually know. Maybe that will be answered at some point in the near future. We did see our Kaioshin getting a little teased there. And then another new character, who is going to be that character with the kanji Dai? Big, great on... uh, in the front of them there so we're kind of looking forward to it. but it's going to be a couple weeks before we see anything else in terms of dragon ball super that's about it right now other than possibly partaking in some rosé in the future but we'll cover that when it is a thing right now it is not yet a thing when it is a thing it shall be a thing here on the show other dragon ball super stuff uh viz is still plugging along with the manga there they've slowed down a little bit as of the recording here chapter four is still the most recent thing they put up and that was back at the very end of july july 29th there in terms of other manga other publication stuff the so shuhen the digest edition uh trucking along here we got legend a 
actually a, a little bit ahead of schedule is the Bone Festival holiday period there, which is probably why they moved that up a week. Then the following volume, Legend 9, is due back out on schedule August 26th. These have been coming out the second and fourth Fridays of each month. Now, if you don't know, the Soshu Hen, this is a re-release of the manga going on in Japan right now. It's back to the larger weekly jump size. It's got color pages again. They're kind of promoting it as just like it would have been as if you were reading it in jump, except it's just Dragon Ball as opposed to packed with a bunch of other stuff. It's somewhere in between Tanko Bone and Kanzenban in terms of quality, but it's a larger size. Uh, we've been enjoying it. Love Julian has some uh, of his own critiques about some of the fakery going on with it. We still have to get to our Soshu Hen kind of in progress review. We'll get Julian on in the near future to talk about that. So Legend 8 is out and Legend 9 is coming later this month. This gets into the Cyan arc of the series. In terms of other publication stuff, the September issue of Psycho Jump just came out this last week as well. And there was a, a little bit of miscommunication. I don't know if miscommunication is the right word. Psycho Jump Shueisha didn't quite describe exactly what this new manga was going to be. Was it truly a new manga? A Super Dragon Ball Hero spin-off manga, the Dark Demon Realm Mission. Turns out um, it's sort of a sequel slash replacement to the ongoing Charisma Mission manga that has been in serialization in Psycho Jump. Uh, Julian reached out to the author on Twitter and clarified that. And they responded back, rather than a new series, I prefer that you think of it as the Dark Demon Realm arc of the currently serialized Super Charisma Mission. The Charismas, which is the, the people there, are watching the Dark Demon Realm arc of the game together with the readers and doing research on it. It's kind of like promotional in-character explanation going on there. So it's it really is a new series, but it's by the same author and it's kind of a continuation of what had been going on there. Psycho Jump has five Dragon Ball manga things going on in it right now, if you can believe that. So let's go down the list of what is in Psycho Jump right now. Well, Dragon Ball SD is in Psycho Jump, and that just had a major time skip. They skipped over the entirety of the Demon King Piccolo stuff and the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai. They just started the Cyan arc in this volume and the best gag in the chapter was uh, Piccolo shows up at Kame House and they're pretty much doing all the regular stuff except Goku's like wait who are you? And Piccolo has to go through this explanation because technically in SD, Piccolo and Goku have never met before, even though we're going into the Cyan arc. Anyway, it's funny. Check it out. So Dragon Ball SD is going on. Dragon Ball Fusions, the manga, continued on for its third chapter in this volume. There's Dragon Ball Discross Divine Power God Max. Yes, that is the title of it, the Discross manga. There was Charisma Mission. Now there is this new version of Charisma Mission. And then there is the Dragon Ball GT anime comic going on. Yes, there there are five Dragon Ball comics going on in Psycho Jump. I'm fairly certain I'm one of the only people on the planet bothering to check out any of these things. And I'm a little bit behind on my documentation here, but I feel like no one else is doing it, so not in any particular rush to do so. That's really the news right now. It's, uh, I wouldn't call it slow, but I wouldn't call it busy. Say, this is average. This is fine right now. If we can just keep this exact pace kind of all the time, I would be totally okay with that. It gives us a chance to work on other larger projects and kind of just regular day-to-day -day stuff while also keeping up on news. This is fine. This is totally fine. Can we stay like this? All right, so that was a little bit of news catch-up. I'm going to kick you over to myself and Jake. We're going to talk about Dragon Ball Fusions, our first early impressions. Then you'll join me on the other side. We'll wrap up the show, and uh, I'll see you then. 
Dragon Ball Fusions is out on the 3DS, the Nintendo 3DS, if you're not following along at home, uh, in Japan. It came out August 4th. So right now, as we're talking, it is the latest game. Of course, Xenoverse 2 is uh, hot on its heels, coming in a couple more months. But Jake, you and I, uh, we've imported the game. We are playing Dragon Ball Fusions. You are certainly much more well-versed in Japanese than I am. So I figured between the two of us, we can probably cover first impressions pretty well. But uh, Jake, you are here. Hi. Hello. I guess let's back up a little bit. I am trying to think, what's the last import Dragon Ball game I've played to completion? Because I've been dabbling in Ultimate Mission 2 on and off for quite a few months. I don't think I've played it for a few months at this point. Uh, I guess it would have been Extreme Butoden that I played the majority of in Japanese, but then we got the domestic release. So dipping back, probably Ultimate Butoden on the Nintendo DS was the last, this isn't coming out anywhere else, or we don't know that it's coming anywhere. I got to just play through the whole thing in Japanese. Uh, are you exclusively playing Dragon Ball games in Japanese these days, though? Well, generally, I mean, I don't play too many of them. Usually it is just these handheld things that tend not to get localized anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you played Extreme Butoden. Uh, I think back I had you talk about Attack of the Science early on before that was localized. I did play that. That one I did play both in Japanese first and then the localized version. Well, that's always fun to go back and redo. Uh, well, let's talk about Dragon Ball Fusions. We're going to do our first impressions. I've only been playing it for the last two days. I think I'm at about the five hour mark. I don't know if that's a lot or if that's a little. Do you have any rough idea uh, how far you are into the game right now? Well, I'm on at the end of the third area. Oh, you are. Okay. So, so there there's, um, yeah, I, should we get into this now, how it's set up? Yeah, let's, well, before the setup of the game, I guess maybe let's talk about the story of the game. If you haven't been following along with the promotional videos, it's kind of a general two friends get sucked into a world, but uh, maybe you can give us a little bit more of a rundown beyond that. And the story was sort of revealed first in the tie-in manga they have running in mm. uh, in V-Jump right now. Psycho. Psycho. One of about 45 spin-off Dragon Ball manga running at this current time. That's right. And so, anyway, so essentially you play, there's like this default main character who you see on the cover and in the manga, but you can, like with Xenoverse and online and some of these other things, you can essentially just design your own main character through this create a player option and you name it whatever you want. But so that character who you create is friends with this other guy called um, Pinich, which we assume is a pun on spinach, even though he's apparently an earthlinger. No, I don't know if it's entirely clear what race he is, but he's kind of dressed like Mr. Satan, oddly enough. <laughs> he is. He's like Vegeta and Mr. Satan fused together before we even get into fusions. Yeah. So you're, you're best friends slash rivals with this guy and you're gather the Dragon Balls, which you don't even know what they are really, but uh, you get them all. The game starts with you getting the last one, and so you sh summon Shenlong and wish to open a tournament to decide the greatest warrior in all of time and space. And so at this point, you get sucked into this weird alternate universe where it's essentially like all these different locations from the series smashed together in this odd way. And everything's kind of like there are land masses floating around. Yeah, yeah. And like there's just like you start near West City, which is kind of just floating on its own. And so essentially, OK, you meet Bulma, who explains they're holding this tournament, but it's up up above you. Like you have to follow Karin Tower up through these different zones. And so there's seven total, I believe. And so to pass through each zone, you have to um, collect enough energy to open the barrier. And you get energy from defeating enemies. But at the same time, the, there's five different colors as well, which correspond to the different races of characters in the game. 
So science, Namekians, Earthlings, uh, aliens, like a generic alien class. And then the weird one, which is what they call um, Ikaijin, like other realm people, yeah. which is essentially it's like just generic supernatural guy. So it's a, depending on how you make the character it can be like a Majin character or it can be a Kaioshin type character. My, I don't know how to describe my character. He almost looks like Bata a little bit. So like, you can give all sorts of weird characteristics. Well, in that case, you're just doing that. You have an alien then. See, it's right, really right. confused. There's Isaijin and Ikaijin, which are really so it's like generic a sci-fi creature and generic supernatural creature kind of yeah. thing. Anyway, so they have those five classes of characters. And so you recruit, like, you the uh, kind of energy you can collect is determined by the number and type of characters you've recruited to your party. So essentially, like, at certain points in the game, in order to progress, you have to go, like, recruit n more Namekians so that you can gather more green energy to unlock this gate to go higher up to the next level. And so so that's how you go through these areas. And each one has a, has a theme. So the first one is sort of West City and Earth. Then after that's Planet Namek. And then at third one is sort of like the Cell Games. And they have, like, the future destroyed West City with it. So it just kind of goes on like that. And so eventually, eventually, I haven't gotten this far, but eventually you reach the uppermost stage and actually compete in the tournament. And then it's said that if you win the tournament, you will be able to fight some legendary champion who I'm going to assume right now is Mr. Satan. Of course, who else would it be? So that's the uh, general premise of the game. And it sounds like you and I are a little bit further than I am. We're working our way through, maybe like a third to halfway through, maybe not even there. Um, let's talk about how the game is set up, the game play. When I first saw it, I thought it seemed a little bit like Dragon Ball Heroes, where you have one team versus another team. Uh, it can be like five versus five, and you take turns and you're trying to knock each other back and forth off out of the ring, I suppose. It's not entirely like Dragon Ball Heroes, though. It's uh, It's got a little bit of timing, but more like selection and chance to it. But then you're also having to worry about numbers and meters and available energy, that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't think I've played anything quite like this before. Yeah, like with Dragon Ball Heroes, the big mechanic is kind of hitting the button at the exact right time. Yeah. And it almost always breaks down to that, which is why I found the, that game gets really tiresome after a while. It really does. Like I play one or two and I'm done. Whereas Dragon Ball Fusion's here, I feel like, oh man, I can just keep playing this game. Yeah, they seem that they have a lot of different mechanics kind of mixed in. Yeah. So there's um like there's the two basic kinds of attacks where there's just like a hand to hand combat and then firing an energy blast. And so when you do and depending on the character, they're either either their hand to hand or their energy will be stronger. But when you do hand to hand, there's this thing where you you rush in and your character will like you choose which angle you attack from. This part it's almost it's sort of similar to the heroes thing where you have to hit at the right moment where. You're essentially trying to catch your opponent off guard while they're trying to block. I was going to say, it reminds me a little bit of Dragon Rush uh, from Budokai 3, where you're choosing one thing and you're trying to choose the same thing that your opponent chose. If you chose the right thing, you block it. If you choose the wrong thing, they hit you. Either you'll be blocked, which is for you bad, or you get a hit. Or if you attack from directly behind, then that's called a, a clean hit. And that like does more damage. Yeah. And so on the flip side, when your opponent is attacking you like that, you can potentially block them. And then the key blasts, though, they can't be blocked like that. And you can um, select, you can move your character around once you've selected to fire. You can determine the position you fire from. And so if you do that right, then potentially you can send your enemy flying into another enemy to cause both like damage to enemies at once that way. 
Yeah, that's this is the part I've really been enjoying where, all right, I'm going to fire this blast. I'm going to position myself so that my opponent gets hit into one of my teammates who then punches them back again, kind of like ping pong style, who then hits another enemy and sends them both flying out of the ring. There's some really good strategy there. Yeah, and there's different kinds of key attacks as well. Like some of them will only hit a only hit one enemy. Some of them are will do multiple. And so, okay, so like besides the regular attacks, there's the special attacks. So in that case, like you can usually, it'll be like a big beam attack. You can hit multiple enemies if they're lined up right, which is the other thing, like depending on how the game, how the fight goes, like your your opponents might be scattered all over the place or they might be lined up so you can conveniently hit them all at once. Yeah, the uh, Kamehameha feels slightly broken if you get everyone lined up. It's kind of like a perfect attack there. Yeah, and there's other things where like the Kikoho, it's powerful, but as a limited range so like there'd be a lot of times where actually like i have the energy to fire it but i can't hit anybody so yeah. i have to just do something else yeah, yeah yeah that's an interesting thing here is that you can amass new special moves and assign them to different slots on your characters as you go too so uh like right now both goten and goku have the kamehameha i've found that's kind of the best as i'm progressing through the game but as i get going further i might decide you know what maybe i need to put some other attacks on them yeah because like with Pokemon, there's a, a limit. You're limited to three slots for these special attacks. Yeah. And so as you go along, you might ha- you have to essentially select ones to forget if you find a new one. And so, okay, this is kind of unusual, but the way you get... Have you actually, have you figured out how to get new special attacks specifically? Uh, I mean, you're talking, you're talking to me. So no, I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. I got a new attack. Let me see what I can do with it. Like this is, well, the thing is when you're, the, that, that's what ringing out opponents is for. Essentially, if you ring out an opponent during um, the match, like it doesn't usually, unless their HP goes down, then they won't be defeated by that, but th- right. they just hop back in. Yep, yep. But by by doing that after the fight is over, then you can potentially learn one of, you get the chance to learn one of that character's special attacks. Is that when the exclamation point pops up during the Yeah. Match? Okay. And so, I'm piecing um, this together here. Yeah. And so essentially the thing is that like, so you, you get the chance to learn one of that character's attacks, which means potentially it might not be an attack anyone in your party can learn yet. Mm, right. In which case you can choose to give it up or you can um, save it for later. But you can only save up to 30 attacks like that. It's kind of like getting a TM to use. Like, yeah, yeah, it's very Pokemon-ish. Yeah. And they also have, there's different ranks to attacks, like from, I think, D or C. I think C might be the lowest, but yeah. so CBA. And so they have the same, more powerful versions of the same attack. So, for instance, like it might be it'll do the same damage, but it might give you a bonus where it'll recover. Using the attack will recover some of your health once you get the upgraded version. Yeah, I have seen those little green kind of stat differentiation things down there yeah so there's a lot of you know a lot of rpg elements like that in there yeah i think that's what i like about it is that it's not quite a fighting game it's kind of this mix of strategy rpg but not really like a fire emblem or a shining force kind of game this really does feel like its own thing yeah it's like well I should say very rarely do you directly take control of your of character and just like button mash to attack. And there's a special thing they call the Zenkai attack, which is kind of the only t- chance you get to do that. Mm, yeah. Where it's um, essentially um, as the fight goes on, like you uh, your energy meter charges up. And so once that reaches a certain point, you can do the Zenkai, this full throttle attack. Right. And so when you select that, um, the character uses it you go into this little mode where it's kind of becomes a fighting game for a little bit where you can, you hit a button to just directly punch and kick the other guy. And then um, another button is for firing blasts. And then you can also dodge because when you're doing this, the, uh, 
enemy can hit you back in the same way. Or, so, you, you know, you have a limited amount of time to try and inflict the most damage on your opponent. And then that's also, and then... And once you go through that little thing, then it links into one of the, an ordinary special attack. Uh, this They also have this kind of mode for what the, the max fusions, which are the crazy, when you uh, fuse all five of your party members together. Right. Well, let's take a step back right there. I mean, the shtick of this game is fusions, uh, and it starts pretty early on with <laughs> Nats, where we get Nappa and Raditz fusing together. Um, what is the rundown on the fusion shtick here in the game? Well, there's there's several different versions of it throughout the game. Like, to start off with, through when you go through the story mode, you get set party members, and then you can kind of recruit other one, ones in addition. But essentially, you get off the bat, you have the main character, then Goten and Trunks. And so when they're in your party, um, they can do the, you know, the fusion dance type thing in the middle of battle if they gather, if the uh, gauge charges up enough. You know, you, when it's their, one of their turns, you can select them to do the fusion thing. And it's, it's on, they fuse automatically. You don't have to hit the right buttons or anything. And anyway, so once they fuse, then they become, they become go tanks. They're stronger. It only lasts a certain number of turns though. And then once the fight ends, then they're automatically split up if they haven't already. But, and so that's one kind of fusion. And then later on though, Bulma introduces the EX fusion, which essentially Okay, it involves this ring that the characters put on their arm, and and when they do this, they they do the kind of fusion dance pose. But the thing is, it's essentially this game's version of the Patara because it's permanent unless until you decide to undo it. The thing is, like once you get this, um, yeah, there's a certain there's this little uh, terminal you have to go to because at a certain point in the game, you get Frieza's spaceship to use as your home base. Right, I just hit that point actually. Very like an airship in Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah kind of is. So there's this terminal in that spaceship where you go to. Um, you know, set up these EX fusions. And so you can do it with a number of characters. But like, for instance, if you take your main character, you can, I think, fuse them with basically anybody you want. And you go through this process, you select the two characters you want to fuse. And it seems it seems like your main character has the most choices and then other characters are limited to who they can fuse with. But mm, okay. anyway, so you select who you're going to fuse. And if it's OK, then they do the dance and they fuse together. And then you have to select um, from the, the two characters, like which of their special attacks you want to retain because you're still limited to just three. So you're essentially you're be permanently fused with that other character until unless you go back to the terminal and choose to split them up again. Uh, in cutscenes, it doesn't really stick, though. But apart from that, though, you're just permanently fused together until you decide to undo it. So we have the regular fusion. We have this EX fusion and then something you alluded to earlier. You can just have all five your party members fuse together. Yeah, and this happens. It's another thing. It only takes place in the course of a battle, and it's called max fusion. And essentially, like if your max, if your energy gauge is over half, then you do this. And they all, you can choose this from any, whenever it's any of your character's turn. But depending on which characters start, like they called a fusion of all five characters, but this is just a powered up version of whichever character you select to do the fusion. It really is. Like I had it um, when Pawn was the main character and it was really just a powered up Pawn looking character. I had it when it was my avatar character and just kind of looked like him with a whole bunch of frillies on him. So, yes, I mean, there's like a kind of default outfit they all have. If you do, if you do it with a sign character, it'll emerge as a blue haired version. Mm. If you do it with the, um, the other world characters that are be like this power, this Kyloshin type. It's essentially it's like the ultimate form of each individual race member, and they, it doesn't really the how they look isn't 
really determined much, if at all, by the other members of your team. Yeah, it didn't feel that way. So it's kind of a letdown in that way. But anyway, so the, how this works is that once you do that fusion, then it goes into the thing like the Zenkai attack where you directly control your character. And um, this is another thing where you can potentially attack a lot of different enemies at the same time, depending yeah, yeah. on where they're located. So it's another thing where you can potentially just wipe out the whole party in one go. But you, So you get a limited amount of time to just directly attack the characters, and then at the end of it, you do this set big blast attack. And, you know, it's just a way of... Like, the blast attack does a set amount of damage. The thing leading up to it, like, depending on how good you are at that, you can raise the num the total attack damage done. And then at the end, you know, just deals a whole bunch of damage at once. And then after that, it's like you split up immediately. It's just a one-turn thing. And then you, like... I think you're date. You're not exactly dazed, but it's no, like. No, but you're all grouped up together. You're a little bit more vulnerable that way. And you know, you you've used up all your energy, so it'll take a while to charge up to do anything else. Yeah, like your moves and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we've given a, a pretty good overview of how the game works, what the story is of the game. Although I do want to talk a little bit about the the enemy fusions. Like I alluded to, we got knots pretty early on. Uh, I was just posting up some screenshots of the uh, the Frieza era characters. What's the shtick with all the enemies fusing together too? Is that that's just this world? Well, the thing is, like, there's, um, you know, they have the regular characters from the main series, but then the the, the MOOC characters you fight are these kind of just, um, I don't think they're literally made using the uh, player character creation system, but, but they, they kind of look like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're... They're just like random Namekians or random aliens or just... Oh, yeah. My favorite so far was a Namekian I came across called Trombone. Yeah. And so there's like a limited number of these... They look, they, despite the fact that they look kind of randomly generated, there's actually a set number of these guys, and each one has a specific name. So, like, as you go on, you kind of notice the same types of enemies again and again. Yeah, yeah. And the thing, is, the thing is, though, you can actually, you can recruit these guys to your team. If you knock them out, out with the Zenkai attack, then after the battle ends, potentially they join your team. And so... Doing this, like, um, this is part of how you um, increase the amount of energy you can gather to get through the barriers. And the other thing is you can, once you recruit these guys, you can use them as regular party members. You can fuse with them. You can fuse them to each other. So that's just like a, another part of the game. How about the actual enemies that we know from the series as well? They're all doing fusion. Yeah, a lot of them. So like you said, like the first example is uh, Napa and Raditz fusing to nuts, which I assume is a... Like, there are a lot of weird jokes like that where, obviously, the name Nuts comes from combining their names, but he also has a head like a coconut. Right. And then I haven't really gotten to... Oh, wait, no. I've gotten to the point where, okay, it's Gerd and... Yeah, you have to have hit them because you're further than I am. So we have Jason Gerd, who's Gurusu. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with that name. And then we get Rikum and Bata, who are Rikuta. And they're equally horrifying. Yeah, they the, the uh, designs in the game are kind of hidden miss at certain points in the game you fight enemies who will fuse like that but i think so far where i'm i'm at that's um all i've seen but we do know from jump that at some point you'll fight a max fusion of the of a villain team which will <laughs> right. produce produce the most amazing uh, character in the history of the franchise <laughs> that is true i'm very much looking forward to and horrified of fitting that point in the game well and we've explained the game a good deal here and i feel like we've uh, given a little bit of editorialization along the way but let's just get to our actual impressions here jake i'm having a ton of fun with this game I think 
part of that is just how quickly I get bored with Ultimate Mission on 3DS. This is giving me a little bit of that Dragon World is crazy. Look at all these different things you can do. Everyone's here. So to have a chance to experience that with a game that has a little bit more strategy than hit A at the right time, I feel like that's really doing it for me. Yeah, so far it's like um, maybe just because I'm still in the early stages, but it seems like there's always something new thrown into the mix. So it hasn't gotten old so far. Yeah, every time I'm like, oh, you know, I've had enough battles right now. Something new will open up or I'll see another opponent off in the distance. Like, oh, I don't have that type yet. I haven't seen them before. Let me go do that. Uh, it really does feel like they have that uh, dangling carrot just at, at the right point, at the right time, every single time. And I'm enjoying that so far. But uh, I do worry about the the loop there, how much more I can play these similar kind of things, just the battles over and over. But every battle has been fun for me so far. And I, I can't say that about heroes i mean i have seen some of the reviews just on amazon they did mention like the just the generic battles against mooks take too long but i think it depends on just how you play it like maybe yeah because i i saw you mention that earlier like, oh, i don't feel like they take too long because i can do a couple of them and then i can go do some story stuff and i feel like i'm progressing pretty well yeah i think it, i think you just know have to know how to handle it like you said you, if certain attacks you can just wipe them out really quickly and you know there's always there's a main story in the game i mean it's not much of a story but you know there's the main quest and then there's a, there's always side stuff you can go off and do just extra characters you can fight on the side so and there, you know there's all sorts of weird little in jokes and things like like um i've been playing is that uh yamsha asks you to go uh, defeat a bunch of cyberman because poard is worried about yamsha like essentially there's cybermen running wild and so poor wants you to take care of them so that but so that Yamsha won't have to with him. The idea being he couldn't handle it. And right. Yeah, I haven't picked up on a lot of that stuff. Uh, I was doing pretty good with some of the dialogue where Bra and Tights are. I was following along with some of that pretty good. It seemed like less puns, but more just kind of like funny dialogue. Yeah, because like you meet Tights and Trunks talks her and Trunks calls her like old auntie and this offense because, you know, it's Tights from the past. Right, right. So when she's still a teenager, and so she doesn't like being referred to as a middle-aged woman, and you know, there's a lot of weird, you know, jokes like that, just due to the whole mixing up different time periods. You know, yeah, you've got it's very self-aware. They know what they're doing. They know it's kind of ridiculous, and they're having fun with it. I think that's the key thing: is that you know, it's just so wacky it's not part of the main series so it does i don't really care whether these fusions look ridiculous or not it's just right its own thing and it's kind of pretty often purposely trying to be absurd i think i'm enjoying that part of it that it knows it's absolutely absurd even though the fusion names i feel like some of them could use some work i don't know about some of these names but uh i don't know how i would translate them either that's the thing that horrifies me the most um something i, I do want to address here a lot of people have asked this uh because the game does not have an interest national release announced you know should i pick it up um i don't know maybe you want to wait a little bit longer to see what happens there but if it ends up not being announced i so far i mean still very early in this game i wholeheartedly recommend this way over heroes but the question jake you can't really answer this so i guess i have to answer this is if you don't know japanese can you still have fun with the game and i feel like i've answered that i'm having a ton of fun with it um i think the game does a good enough job with its game design of here's your next location here's a blinking dot on the map you know you can kind of follow that trail and you'll get your way through the story from that other side jake if you do know japanese it's you're probably totally fine yeah i mean like you said it's there's usually an, a clear clear indicator of where you have to go next some of the mechanics might be a little hard to understand if you know if you're just going through the game without japanese but 
if you, you know, I assume someone's going to be putting together some kind of guy online guide for this. Right, right. So, like, if you have that to go off of, then I'd have to, I think, like, once you get the mechanics down, it's pretty easy to play through. And you know, the story, like I said, it's just kind of lightweight and fun. And it's, you know, it's fun being able to know what's going on. But at the same time, if you don't know, you're not necessarily missing out on a whole lot. No, the visuals give you pretty much everything you need to know. And with some of the exclamations out of the characters and the facial expressions. And if you have even the tiniest knowledge of Kana, that's usually enough to get through menus and even some special attacks and stuff. I mean, everything's got Furigana, which has been very helpful to me along the way. Um, if you have like a working knowledge of basic Kana Dragon Ball terms, I think you're pretty set to get through this. Like I can do Kamehameha, Kikoho, attacks and names I'm pretty good with. So I've been able to piece my way together through that and just general Dragon Ball knowledge. If if you're at mic level on the Konzenshu scale, which is the lowest level, let's be clear here, uh, you can make your way through the game. And I think that's uh, probably a, a good description of how to not play in Japanese while still playing in Japanese. Mic level game. That's right. This is a mic level game. Uh, Jake, so those were our first impressions. Uh, I, I kind of want to stop talking so I can go play some more of this game. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, right now I'm in the middle of so many games and there's always Final Fantasy. I picked up Xenoblade on 3DS as well. So my American 3DS is perpetually just in sleep mode on Xenoblade. My Japanese one is perpetually in sleep mode on Fusions. I'm just kind of going back and forth. I'm like, oh God, I, I want to play everything right now. And it's it's really difficult. And I got No Man's Sky coming out on Tuesday. I don't know how I'm supposed to handle all this. I think I actually need to take time off from work to play video games. That's responsible, right? Jake, let's leave it here. Uh, we'll regroup in a couple of weeks and we'll see how we feel about the end of the game. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. Well, you have anything to uh, toss out there before we wrap up with you and get back to whatever the rest of this episode is? Uh, I guess not really. Just no no super episodes for the next two weeks due to the Olympics. Oh, that is wonderful to hear. It's like <laughs> it's so sad to hear, but at the same time, you know, not having to be around on Saturday night is actually kind of nice too. go wander around aimlessly. That sounds good. All right, Jake. Well, we'll chat with you later. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for joining us. This was episode 409 of our podcast, www.kanzenshuu.com. You can find us on the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, all that good stuff. And that's really all I got for you right now. So for Jake, for Heath, for Julian, my name's Mike, Gito EX. This was 409. See you next time for 410. Later. Later.